Welcome to Manifesting 101, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Fitton, everybody's favorite mind shift mentor, shifting your mindset in the big five areas of your life, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, and emotionally. I am here to obliterate, demolish, deconstruct religious and legalistic constructs that keep us believing that poverty is a standard operating procedure instead of the anomaly it was always supposed to be. Uh, If I do my job right, the light of the Lord will illuminate and bring all things into the light of truth. He said the truth will make you free, not set you free, boo. You set someone free by opening a door. They have to walk through it. That truth, baby, will make you free. You will not be able to ignore it. You can find out more about me at KimberlyFitton.com. You can always email me at info at KimberlyFitton.com. And if you are listening via Spotify, there is an opportunity for you to like build community with me and leave comments and the questions and all, all the good things. Um, if you are listening via anchor, you want to check out the community options there. Yeah. You know, we're, we're chilling over here. Um, today we're going to talk about a bunch of things. Thanks. Shout out to everybody who attended the prayer clinic that happened on March 6th. That toolkit will be available um, for those of you that could not attend. I'm just super curious. The toolkit created will be on the website shortly. I want you to know if you haven't checked in, you might want to already. For those of you who are already subscribed to the newsletter, you already know sis took a break. And when I take a break, it's to revamp. The Lord wants to do something different. He wants to change the voice. And so... If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, you might want to go to KimberlyFinn.com and go ahead and do that. You want to click on that button that says what's new with KimberlyFinn.com. We are also bringing back that signing up for mentorship link. Um, I took it down uh, because people were signing up for appointments, for discoveries, and, and then not showing up. And the like the discovery sessions are like free 99 and it's, it's one of the most disrespectful things you can do um because someone's time they're taking that time to meet you where you are at the thing that i do love about that is i always get um a forewarning that people aren't going to show up in real life uh so now i'm listening to that you know what i'm saying <laughs> Um, anyway, so that's why I took it down for a while. It's going to be back up. You just want to hold tight. Um, also shout out to the mind shift crew mentorship group. Um, it's via Facebook. Uh, we are looking into creating something on WhatsApp for you. Um, if it's on WhatsApp though, it's going to be the inner circle, um, mentorship group. Uh, that's a little bit more access, um, to me. And so, uh, we're going to tear it. You know what I'm saying? For, for free 99 though, that Facebook group is lit. Shout out to y'all. You're putting your testimonies in there and it is really inspiring others. I know y'all can listen to my stories all day long and that's really sweet. I love you for it. I love you for sharing space with me. I thank you. Cause you could literally be anywhere in the world and you choose to be here. Um, it's another thing. It hits real different when you're looking at testimonies of people who are a part of the group and you can hear their stories. You can share in community with them and cheer them on as they cheer you on and encourage you through their transparency and their stories. We have some extraordinary women, extraordinary women 
and men that are part of that group. And I'm just happy to be in that number. We are going to move into our 17 seconds of gratitude. If it's your first time listening, operating in the vein of gratitude gets us uh, realigned, right? It keeps us in alignment to be tuned in, tapped and turned onto the frequency of heaven, discerning who we should pour into, receive from, encourage all the things. Gratitude is a posture that can only be returned by blessings from the divine. Like he really loves it. <laughs> like he's into it. It's a thing. Like he's obsessed uh, with us, period. He's really um, obsessed when we get the picture that to be gr- grateful is to think in advance and to remember his loving kindness. And that makes him want to do more. It like ramps up and makes us, it ramps up our inner magnet that draws all good things to us, um, our highest good. And we're grateful for that. So as always, you know, we always hit the line up with more than 17 seconds. And on this Monday morning, uh, I'm, I'm just grateful, uh, for y'all. And I'm grateful also for the ability to breathe, the ability to see, the ability to feel, the ability to walk. I'm stretching my toes right now and I forgot how great it it is. I'm also grateful for my nail and foot technician, Hugo. Um, my nail technician goes once, I mean, maybe if, if every five years, I don't think he goes every year because I, I don't, I haven't had this problem, but they go home, you know? So he, he went home, um, overseas to Vietnam and he was gone. When they go home, baby, they go home. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to do that kind of going home this summer. I didn't get a, I didn't get a summer break because I was transitioning into the principalship. And it was a lot of work. There were a lot of tears. It was a lot of prayer. It was a lot of fasting. It was a lot. I didn't get no vacation. Y'all, school's over um, in June. And when I tell you my flight is booked, (laughs) baby, who's ready to go is me. I digress, though. Um, Need to get back to my 17 seconds. So anyway, Hugo, when when they vacation, he vacations, you know, like, so he was gone, gone. Because it's been some years since he's been home. And, um, yesterday I got to spend some time with him and I'm super grateful for the people in my life that take good care of me. Um, and are super kind to me. Um, because I, I, yesterday I realized just how much I missed it. Um, and I'm grateful for kindness. I'm grateful for you all. And I'm grateful for the kindness of the people that do all the things, (laughs) that helped me in tremendous ways and encouraged me in tremendous ways. Can you think of the people that do what they think are such small things, but it makes such a great impact on your life? I can tell you that there's not a week that goes by where I don't open up my DMs. Instagram is probably my favorite because there's always a new testimony. There's someone new who has found me and they share a little bit of their journey with me. And what the podcast has done, y'all, that's amazing. Yesterday, and I don't take it lightly. Yesterday, Hugo 
shared some things with me, but it was, and it was the great care he was taking, um, on my feet, on my hands. And it was really beautiful to see how much he loves his job, but more importantly, how much just being good to people, um, is what he's all about. And it makes his world go round. And what I find is I'm so grateful that when you do right by others, you attract more people that are aligned spiritually with what you believe and, and your values. I value people greatly and I'm grateful for you because the divine values me. And when I understand just how much he values me, there's no way I can devalue another human being. And as always, we always do more than 17 seconds in this piece because <laughs> it feels so good. It feels so good just to say thank you. And if you haven't thanked those people in your life, will you please do so? I, I want to say again, thank you all for all that you do to encourage. I am so super grateful for your encouragement. Like beyond. So let's get into it. We, this is uh, inheritance part two. I'm going to be with the central focus on Matthew six, 32 and 33. I'm going to paraphrase it. I am also operating from the new living translation version. If you haven't already gotten that Bible app, you might want to do, you might want to could do that. You know, you might want to. Um, it is a no nonsense. You don't even need to make up the excuse way of, uh, upping your Bible reading. And, um, if you're like me, like I, I use the King James when I want to go on a treasure hunt. Honestly, I'll explain that much later. Uh, when I, when I, when I just want the word, like in its simplest form, I do not read the King James version. I read the King James version when the Lord wants to unlock something to me and he wants me to really dig deep beyond the these thousand and the thuses. Um, download that Bible app. It's the U vision version. Um, it's the U version Bible app. I'm not getting paid anything for telling you how to download it. You know what I'm saying? Um, you'll find it. Uh, you can get the translations that work best for you. I really love the message version today. I'm looking at that new living translation and we're unpacking inheritance. So listen, y'all, I had this big revelation. I talked about it on the Insta. I'm a little bit, I'm going to unpack it even more. Um, so I was in prayer, uh, and I was asking God some questions and the questions were literally all about the prophecies I've received, the man, the things I want to manifest, um, the promises of God, how to do things like it was just questions, Lord, how do I do this? What do you want me to do this? And it wasn't bad. And I remember the Lord was like, Hey, uh, uh, excuse me, what are we doing? And I was like, I'm coming to you for these answers. That's what we doing. And he was like, Oh, so you want the promise. And I was like, uh, duh, like we ain't here for nothing. And he was like, uh, why not be here for my presence? And I felt super bad. Uh, and the Lord was like, stop it. You know, no guilt, no shame. I want to invite you to build with me 
in my presence. My dear friend joined us for the prayer clinic, uh, uh, Pastor Manny, and he did a great session on the presence of God. Um, and this revelation was before that. It was it it was super super dope. Um, how everything aligned, but the Lord explained to me the inheritance that we gain in His presence, and so He unpacked Matthew six and thirty three again, and then added a cherry on top and was like, "Hey Kim, go back a couple verses." When we go back a couple verses, Jesus is talking to his people, his his the people, the disciples, all the people that were underneath his voice. He was like, listen, I need you to take no thought what you should eat, what you should drink, what you should wear, where you should lay your head. Because look, it's already being taken care of. Um, And before that verse, he was like, look, if he dresses the lilies of the field... And they're more beautiful than anything, you know, any king could have. Um, how much more will you do for you? If he feeds the birds, how much more will he care for you? Like, get a grip. But it's that 30 second verse that was like, when you worry about these things and consume yourself with these things, you are like the unbeliever. Because your father already knows what you have need of so verse 33 seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you what are all the things the things that we spend most of our time preoccupied with manifesting they're already our inheritance in this passage jesus specifically refers to god as father and this is a big part of our inheritance that we deny because we do not know what it is like to be treated like much loved children without the conditions of love. God bless our parents. We love them. Dysfunctional in all. You could have the best parent relationship. If you do, you have the best with both of your parents, then you are operating as an advantage with an advantage because you don't have a distortion um, of the par- the parent love and the, the, the position of God, right? Um, even with your parents, as great as they were, they are limited in the type of father that is being addressed in Matthew 6. Jesus refers to the divine in the person of father so that we would understand inheritance. Whenever the Bible talks, addresses God as father, pay attention. What the idea that they want us to walk away with is that of a child's perspective. If he's father, if he's father, think about it. When you were growing up, your parents would chastise you. Hopefully there wasn't any abuse or an abuse of power. Your parents, when they corrected you, did it because you put yourself in danger. There was a lesson for you to learn and hopefully they did it in love. Um, if you have, are a part of a different culture, they show that love a little differently based upon that trauma, <laughs> the trauma bonds, right? Our father, the divine as father corrects us. Yes, but that is such a small fraction of 
his operation as father. The thing that Jesus wanted everyone to get, one of the things he wanted everybody to get in this passage was the point of inheritance that your father is taking care of your needs. This aspect of the Godhead as father wants to take care of your needs, is taking care of your needs, not even wants to, is taking care of them. So don't in verse 32 it talks about these are the unbelief these thoughts preoccupy distract the mind of the unbeliever because they're so worried about what they're not getting what's not being manifested they're so worried about their bank account they're so worried about what they can buy you know what financial freedom they don't have what job they don't have what where they're going to do how are you going to pay all these bills what are you going to do for me they're so preoccupied on these things but it's the promise of him being your father of the inheritance you don't have to be preoccupied by these worries because these worries preoccupy the mind of the unbeliever when it mentions the unbeliever it's not talking about believers in christ understand this that jesus had not translated he had not been crucified so he wasn't the christos yet he was in this physical journey as a spirit form just like we are right now And so he does not teach about anything he doesn't experience. He was experiencing God as father. Literally, the man's walking around in air Jesus's. That's what I call the sandals. Ministering, teaching, and we don't hear him talk about being broke. Literally, 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 y'all not making it up. You can look for yourself. He had 12 disciples, right? Well, he had more than that, but he had 12 in his inner circle. He actually had hundreds. He had 12 in his inner circle. The man who betrayed him, Judas, was the accountant. Why would we hire an accountant? They ain't got no money to look after. I know we, there's this show called The Chosen and it's all the rage, right? Um, And I know on that show, they show them trying to, figure out how to like, um, they show them trying to figure out how to like earn money. And this wasn't a thing. This wasn't a thing because they signed on to do the will of the Lord, not even knowing if this man was really the Christ. They, their needs were met. And so Jesus, when he's talking to them, talking to the people is like, yo, I need you to come up off of that and embrace your inheritance because your father as creator of all things, taking care of all things who created you is taking care of that. He's taking care of you. So instead, focus your thing on being a king. Focus your thoughts on being a king. Kim, how do you say king? Because it says, seek first the kingdom of God. Why are you going to search out a kingdom if you have no rulership? Why would he tell you to search out the kingdom if he wasn't going to teach you how to rule? I will say it. I'll say it a thousand times. I've said it before. I know I have. Prince Charles was a prince for a very long time. When, you know, he was a prince when he was born. Did that mean he was ready to rule a kingdom? No, he had to be groomed. 
And seeking the kingdom of God is the grooming process. Lord, how do you want the kingdom to flow through me today? I embrace my inheritance by taking my power back and not being preoccupied on the bills, on the worries, on the woes of life. I take this time, this opportunity to lean into you and what you're doing. Show me, come now the kingdom of you in all that I do and all that I say and all that I create. Establish me as a ruler. Teach me how to rule in wisdom the territory that you've given me. Start in my home. Kim, I'm single. Start in your home. Okay? Establish rulership in your neighborhood. How do I do that, Kim? Lean in. Come now the kingdom of you. I embrace my divine inheritance. I look forward to you, Lord, showing me the person of the Godhead as father. I need to experience that. I need to experience that. I need, I want, I desire to experience you. I want your presence. I don't want the promises. I want your presence because by being in your presence, I get the promise. The promise is you, that you will activate your spirit within me to do amazing, unimaginable, magical, mystical things. I want the mystique of God. I want to see Genesis 1, 26 and 27 unfold in my life. I want to operate. I want the keys of the kingdom. I want to unlock doors with the kings of the king, the keys of the kingdom daily. I want you. I want you. I want you. Kim, what? Listen, this is something that God gave to me, like the most beautiful thing. And I have to save it for the next podcast to really unpack it. But he was like, Kim, you think that, um, you are failing in this particular area because of your shortcomings. When you embrace the fact that when you come into my presence, all I see is me, you'll be limitless. Look at me and see you in me. And as I see me in you, there are no imperfections. I only see me in you. Embracing who you are, like literally, I needed I needed to know the person of God as father so badly because of my fractured father relationship. Literally, I've shared this before, growing up, like my mom was so preoccupied with raising all of her kids because she was left to do it on her own and she did a phenomenal job. But what she didn't have time to do is like build me up and tell me all the good things, the great thing, the things I was good at, the talent she saw. Um, she, she didn't, she complimented them once they manifested, but it wasn't a building up. And so I grew up with this. And of course I was estranged from my um, biological uh, dad. So there was no, um, edifying me and saying great things to me so that I would look for that from others. You're doing a good job, Kim. Um, you're so smart, Kim. Like, I strive to be great at everything I did so that I would be recognized. And when I became an adult, that didn't stop. Like, in relationships, I just wanted to be recognized. And my job, I just wanted to be recognized. I wanted to be better than everyone else because 
it was missing and it was missing so bad, so badly. Um, it made me stay in relationships longer than I should have. It made me take crap from people longer than I should have. It made me gun shy to draw boundaries because I was afraid of losing people because relationships show value. And if you don't have them, then people don't value you, right? Embracing God as father, like y'all, y'all embracing Matthew 6, 30. It's actually Matthew 6, verse 25 through 33 that you can see all that I talked about as our inheritance. As father, this type of father that he's, that Jesus is referring to is the one that takes care of all the things. And what would it be like to have all the things taken care of while, while you sought what mattered? How do you want me to make an impact in this world? How do you want your glory to flow through me instead of, are you going to pay this bill? Can I get more money? Are you going to make my business successful? Where are my customers coming from? I want this new house. I want this new car. Things, 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 things. But the presence, if you embrace his presence, if you embrace your inheritance of the kingdom, then what's the promise in verse 33? All these things. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you for giving us all these things. Thank you that we are not operating as unbelievers because people, Jesus wasn't talking about believing that he was the Christ. He was talking about believing that we had a father that would take care of all the things. You're so good that by accepting who you are to us, we get another promise in your presence. When we seek kingdom, all these things are added. All the things. Think about all of the things that have preoccupied your mind as an unbeliever. As someone who didn't believe that father would take care of all things. Think about what you didn't finish, what you didn't do. The distractions caused by Worry and stress over things that are already yours by inheritance. It's not the material things. It's the kingdom that is our greatest inheritance by which we have all things. Ooh, this was so good. So good. So good. So good. And I'm super grateful. If this has blessed you, you know, you can always set up the Venmo. Type in Kimberly Fitton, you're going to see me. Um, Cash app, Kimberly Fitton, one word, capital K, capital F. Um, Or you can hit up that PayPal, kfitton88 at gmail.com. However you want to trade, it's, it's, count it as an investment if it's, if it's blessed you. Listen, y'all. I love you. I want you to have an amazing week. I want you to rock this Monday out, like legit, rock it out. All right? Wherever you go, wherever your funky feet tread, you better go be great. You bring the value to every space. Love you. Have an amazing day.